Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, April the 26th. And welcome to our commentary. We have a uh, recording that we made uh, with our good friend Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. We have that podcast available uh, over on our blog. I also put it uh, over at Twitter, so you can check it out. Uh, We went into a lot of issues with Bill. We talked a lot about the situation with Joe Biden in 2024 and lots of other issues. We talked a little bit about New York and some of the problems that the mayor of New York is having with the reality of his uh, situation there with migrants and everything else. So it was very interesting, very interesting show that we had today. Check it out over at uh, Block Talk Radio, or you can listen to it or, or get it here through my, uh, through my blog. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about one very important issue, and I've got a post uh, coming out about this uh, Thursday morning. It sort of ties into the post uh, that I had uh, today, Wednesday morning, talking about President Biden and the fact that he's running for, for re-election. And you have to begin to wonder, you know, if you watch that video that President uh, Biden made, it was not exactly what you would call an I- a issue-oriented video. It's not like he was saying, vote for me. Look what I've done. Vote for me. Look how great my first term has been. Give me a chance to finish some of these things that he started. No, that was not the message at all. The message is vote for me because that terrible Trump and his people might just come back to power and uh, take away all your rights and everything else. So anyway, as you look ahead to 2024, it's obvious that the Biden re-election campaign is going to be based on two issues, Trump and abortion. Those are going to be the two issues that they're going to be highlighting more than anything else, Trump and abortion. Now, with Trump, the issue is going to be MAGA and a threat to democracy, and they want to take your voting rights away, you know, the stuff we've heard before. It's all a bunch of nonsense, but uh, sadly, for many people, it works. So we're going to hear a lot of that. The other issue we're going to hear is abortion. Now, the Democrats have been very dishonest in how they have brought up the issue of abortion. The fact is that Roe v. Wade did not do anything other than send abortion back to the states. And ever since abortion has gone back to the states, you've had states like California, New York, and other blue states that have basically written into state law something similar to Roe v. Wade. So if you live in California, you can get an abortion now just as easy as you could when Roe v. Wade was uh, in existence. The same is true of New York. The same is true of Illinois. And other states are writing laws. Now, if you live in Florida, if you live in Texas, if you live in Georgia, If you live in Ohio, if you live in other states, then you're going to be, you know, you'll have access to an abortion, but it's going to be based on certain restrictions. So what the Democrats are going to do in 2024 is that they're going to run a campaign saying that the Republicans want to take away all of your abortion options, that it's going to be the Republicans are in favor of a ban on abortion, that they want to take away all your abortion rights. And that, of course, is not true. 
but that's what they're going to run on because that's all they have. They have absolutely nothing else to run on. So the message that I would give to whoever the nominee is, whether it's Trump, whether it's DeSantis, the message is that we have to fight right back and say no. We're, first of all, it's a state issue. Every state decides what it wants. It's not a federal issue. And number two, I think we as the Republican Party have to be willing to have uh, an abortion uh, compromise that is somewhat similar to what happens in most countries in the world. Most countries in the world, for example, I read today that something like 47 out of the 50 European countries have abortion within limits, meaning they have abortion in the first 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 15 weeks, and then after that, it's not allowed. That should be the message that we should be sending, a message where we say 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 15 weeks, you can have an abortion. Or a message like in Florida, they just signed a, a heartbeat law, but there's also an exception in, uh, in Florida for rape and incest. I would like to see that happen in Texas as well. So if you are a woman who was raped or a victim of incest, you know, you do have the option to get an abortion. But again, it has to be repeated, and we've said it many times before, incest and rape or a threat to a woman's life represent like less than two or three percent of all of the abortion. The overwhelming majority of abortions in the United States have nothing to do with rape, have nothing to do with incest, have nothing to do with a threat to the mother's life. It is simply, I want an, a, an abortion because I want an abortion. That's it. That's the only thing that, uh, that uh, abortion is about. And so we got to be careful as we look forward to 2024 because abortion is going to be the message of the Democrat Party. That's all they have. That's all they have. Abortion or Trump. And when they talk about Trump, they're talking about voting rights, they're talking about a threat to democracy and all this garbage that we've heard for some time. And then when they're talking about abortion, they're going to be lying about what Roe v. Wade or the, the termination of Roe v. Wade meant. And they're going to create all these fear mongers out there about how the Republicans are going to do away with abortion or the Republicans are you know, do away with your voting rights and all this garbage. That's going to be their message because that's all they have. They have nothing else. Joe Biden cannot run on the economy. Joe Biden cannot run on inflation. Joe Biden cannot run on the border. Joe Biden cannot run on his foreign policy because everything is a problem. So they're going to be running on abortion and they're going to be running on uh, on, uh, on on Trump. You know, be worried about Trump, be scared about Trump. That's going to be their message. So get ready for it. Get ready for it because it's coming. And I think the Republicans do have to have a message on abortion that says we are willing to have abortion with some exceptions, but we are a pro-life party. And I think we need to we need to stand up and, and present ourselves in that fashion. A couple of other topics that I wanted to cover today as well is, number one, the dead ceiling limit is coming up. And there again, we got to win the argument. Uh, what the, the Speaker of the House is proposing is that the Republicans will agree to the debt ceiling, but the Democrats or the president has to agree to some spending changes. I think that's a very reasonable situation. That's a very reasonable presentation. And we need to stick together and bring that to the table when uh, when we sit down with President Biden. They're going to try to demagogue it again. They're going to talk about 
how we want to default and we want to take away your social security and we want to do taxes for the rich. We've heard all that garbage before. But I think if the Republicans stick together and say, yes, we will do the debt limit, we will sign it, but you have to have some spending controls. If the Republicans do that, I think they can win that argument rather easily because I think the American people understand that we're spending too much money. We are spending way too much money. And part of the reason we have inflation is because we're spending too much money. So I think the Republicans are on the right track there and they just have to stick together uh, against whatever the administration throws at them. One more issue, and this is a concern that many of us are having. Not many people are talking about this, but it is an issue. The U.S. Army is not recruiting enough young men right now or young women. You know, we have a volunteer army, and it's based on young men and young women showing up at the recruiting office and saying, I volunteered to serve the country, like one of my sons did. We're not doing enough of that right now. We're not doing enough of that right now. And the reality is that we're way below where we should be on our recruiting goals. And uh, that, is, uh, that is a problem. That is a problem because if we have to go to a war, if we have to go to war, we're going to have to have these soldiers. And if we're not recruiting them in the way that we traditionally do, which is volunteer army, then we're going to have to draft them. We're going to have to draft you. And that's what we used to do before Vietnam. But we may very well have to do that if we get into a war with China over Taiwan or if we get into a European war. I mean, these are realities. These are things that could happen. These are things that could happen if we uh, if we go to war with Taiwan or go to, go to war in Europe. And we're going to need an army. And at the moment, we're not recruiting enough young men and women to fight that war. So it's something to think about. Why we're not doing it, I think it's a complicated topic, and we can get into it. You know, we're going to be doing a uh, a video here in the next week or so with our friend Barry Jacobson, who's a military historian. He himself was a member of the U.S. Uh, Special Forces when he was a young man. And that's one of the questions I'm going to have for him, and that is why are we not recruiting people at this time? It's a problem. It's a serious problem, and it's one of those problems that is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and we're going to have to deal with it uh, eventually thank you very much for your comments and thank you very much for listening have a great day everybody this is uh, silvio canto in dallas